The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we are going to radiate freedom with Steve Burgess, hypnotherapist and past life regression specialist. Steve has been a full-time hypnotherapist in East Yorkshire, England, and Norway since 1992, and in that time has completed over 15,000 one-to-one therapy sessions. He's an internationally acclaimed therapy trainer, running courses for a variety of organizations around the UK and Norway. Steve's a former vice chair of the UK Guild of Hypnotherapy hypnotist examiners, that's a mouthful, and he's accepted as an authority on hypnotic regression, as well as being an advanced EFT practitioner and NLP master. He's completed many thousands of past life regressions with his clients and his books, Famous Lives and the Power of Past Life Regressions, a brand new book just out three weeks ago. Those describe some of his his experiences in past life therapy, He's appeared on Sky One TV, GMTV, and Yorkshire TV, and has been regularly featured on BBC local radio, and his work has been appearing frequently in a variety of publications. He now divides his home between Norway and the UK and has established a hypnotherapy training school in Norway. His YouTube channel, Hypno for All contains a variety of Steve's free hypnotherapy recordings. That is quite a list of accomplishments. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Christy. I've been around a long time. I feel in England, we call me an old lag. An <laughs> old lag. I want to know what a lag is. No. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly have been doing this a long time, 15,000 sessions and more. How long have you been doing this? This is 28 years now, over 28 years. Wow, over 28 years. Okay, I'm three years in. I've got like 160, 170 sessions under my belt. So 15,000, that's that's quite a lot. What got you into this? 
Um, I fell into it. I was a director of a publishing company which went bust and I needed to do something fairly quickly. And my father, had um, he'd been practicing as a hypnotherapist for a short time, having stopped smoking using hypnosis. Um, and my father basically had smoked all of his life, could never stop eventually saw a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist laid him in a comfortable chair, relaxed him, gave him hypnotic suggestions. And my dad didn't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. And he couldn't understand this. He just couldn't get his head around it. My, my father's a scientist. So his left brain was saying, what? This, is, this doesn't make sense. So he started to read up about hypnotherapy. It fascinated him so much that he then trained and started to work from home. So when he said to me, do you, why don't you just be a hypnotherapist? Okay, beats working for a living, I thought. And um, I got trained and actually found that I'm a natural therapist. You know, in, in the same way that some people are natural musicians or natural sports people, I'm a natural therapist. It's really what I've been put on earth to do. And so it just sort of fitted me like a glove and um, really it just sort of took off from there. Yeah, and you've had some remarkable experiences with it and had some just powerful findings. And when we were talking about deciding like what we were going to radiate, what we, you know, what is the theme of this episode going to be, you chose freedom. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? One of my standpoints is that therapy sets you free. I'm a passionate advocate for therapy and especially for past life therapy. Most of us, as you know, if not all of us, I mean, John Bradshaw says that 96% of people have emotional baggage. I do think it's really 100% of us. I've never met any of the 4% um, who, who are truly balanced. And so it basically means we've all got emotional baggage and that emotional baggage hope brings us down. It stops us from living our lives freely and openly. And so for me, anything we can do as human beings to reconnect with that essential freedom, which we all have a right to have, I think is important. And so therapy for me is, uh, is, is the number one approach. Right, right. Um, so with hypnosis, why, why does it work? Well, we're working, of course, with the powerhouse of the mind, So I always say the mind is like an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg is the conscious thinking mind. That's the 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 point 0.001% of the mind. But beneath the bulk of the waves is the bulk of the iceberg, the subconscious mind. And that's the 99.9%. So this is the engine room of the mind, the powerhouse of the mind. So when we're working in hypnosis, we're working with the, the engine room of the mind and, and, and the energy of that and the power and the awesome wisdom that the subconscious has. Because my belief is a client's subconscious mind is either connected to their higher self or is their higher self. And so basically it knows everything that there is to know about the client. And if we can work with it, it will help the client to get better. So in a way, in some cases, hypnotherapy is unstoppable. I mean, even Paul McKenna, who, of course, is the world's most famous hypnotist, um, he said that if you could bottle hypnosis, it would be mankind's wonder drug. And I really agree with that, Yeah, having well, seen I mean, so many things. 
Right. I know in my sessions, I've seen all kinds of physical ailments, relationship patterns, um, negative beliefs, fears, anxiety, just like dissipate. Um, yes. And so quickly. Uh, I mean, I, I've just been reading a book by a psychoanalyst who saw a patient five times a week for two years and didn't get them any better. And I nearly fell over. And that's his standard process. I mean, if I saw somebody five times a week for two years, <laughs> they'd be Superman or Superwoman. Um, so, you know, we're a radical therapy. We get involved. We intervene with the problem. And, and as you said, Christy, the range of issues that we can work with is extraordinary. From depression, phobias, anxiety, lack of confidence, sexual problems, relationship problems, physical problems, skin problems, you name it, the chances are we can use the mind to help to, to if not heal it, to certainly reduce the problem. Oh, absolutely. Um, your, your book, um, your first book that you wrote, well, actually, your first book was famous, famous Past lives, uh, yes. past lives, right? No, I, I think your your second book, The Power of Past Life Regression, actually the one that came out about three weeks ago. Um, it sounds like you kind of stumbled into the true power yes. of regression. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, what, what happened is I've been working as a hypnotherapist for about six months using standard hypnotic procedures, which we call post-hypnotic suggestion therapy. And getting pretty good results. But then one day, a young man came to me for therapy. He was in his early 20s. And he had a massive anxiety state. He sat in front of me and he was shaking. He was hyperventilating. As he spoke, he was stuttering and stammering. Um, and I said to him, so how long have you had this for? He said, well, I've always been anxious. But since we had the children, it's got worse and worse. Now, I just sit at home all day shaking. I can't go to work. I've lost my job. My wife is sick and tired of it. She said she's going to divorce me if I don't get any better. The doctor's given me medication, which doesn't work. In fact, it's made it a bit worse. And, and I just don't know what to do. I'm just sitting all the time. And, and all the time he's talking to me, Christy, he's, he's stuttering and stammering his words. He was just total bundle of anxiety i can't imagine living like that oh i mean that he didn't have a life there was no life so i asked him a few questions he couldn't nothing had caused the anxiety nothing had brought it on so i said okay we'll do some hypnosis and i guided him into trance and i reclined him back in my reclining chair started to talk to him softly and gently and he began to relax and he went really quite deep into trance. So I'm very happy with this. His breathing slowed down. His whole body was slumped as he was laid in the chair. And at this stage, I'm thinking, well, this is a fairly standard session for me. I'll, I'll put some post-hypnotic suggestions into the subconscious about being more relaxed. As I'm about to do that, all of a sudden, and this was maybe about 10 minutes into trance, all of a sudden he started to breathe very quickly. He started to shake in the chair. His body was shaking, and he started to move around and ride with his eyes closed. And then he started to half whisper and half shout. And he was saying, no, no, in here, hide. Hide the children. 
Hide the children. Hide them in here. Hide them. Now, quiet. Quiet. No, no, no. Quiet. 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 Shh. Quiet. And then he went, no, 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 no. Ah! Uh. And he just lay in the chair, plop, completely flopped and quiet. What did you think? I thought, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> so I said, uh, how do you feel? He said, oh, I feel wonderful. I feel absolutely wonderful. I am so calm. The anxiety's gone. I just feel so relaxed. I've never felt like this in my life before. And I thought, well, I don't feel relaxed. <laughs> my heart's beating away. So I said, what was happening? What were you experiencing? He said, it was really strange. It was like I was in another life. I was, in, I was a man in, other, in a body, in another body. And my family, we were trying to hide from soldiers, soldiers coming to look for us. And we were hiding, my wife and the children. And then they found us and they came and shot us all and we all died. So he said, what was that about? So I said, well, you've been in a past lifetime. Because I knew about past lives. I'd never trained in past life regression. I knew about past lives because I'd researched, researched it since I was 13 and I became a Buddhist uh, in my early 30s. Um, so I knew it was in a past life, but I didn't know really how to handle it. But it spontaneously regressed. His subconscious had taken the opportunity to explode the anxieties away by going back into the root trauma. And honestly, within 15 minutes of him going into Transchristi, his problem was completely cured. And I thought, this is significant. Why do I not know about this? So I started to get information about past lives and life regression, and I started to experiment. And then the more I used it, the more I found how powerful it was. Until eventually, I just sort of, um, for me, I just know it's incredibly real, incredibly real. Um, sorry, I just better turn that off. I thought I'd turn that down. And after 28 years, I'm saying these are not imaginary experiences. In most cases, these are real experiences. Um, and time after time after time, clients come with an issue they don't know what's caused the issue, but the subconscious takes them back into the cause of the trauma, into the cause of the problem, and it gets them better. And if this wasn't real, it wouldn't happen thousands and thousands of times like that. Well, and it's not just me that does this. No. I mean, there are past life therapists all around the world who find, I mean, you've got Dolores Cannon behind you on the shelf there, you know. For th many past life therapists around the world are getting incredible results. If this was all imaginary and made up, I don't think it would be so effective. Now, in, in your book, you say, okay, well, even imagine this is imaginary and made up. It's, it's in, for people who don't really believe in this, this could be effective. What do you tell people who don't believe in it? I actually say that uh, it doesn't matter. It will get you better. And if you want to believe or think that it is just a metaphor, a historical metaphor created by your subconscious in order to get you better, then that's that's okay. It, it will still work. So it doesn't matter whether people, because most people don't believe in reincarnation who I see. 
most of my clients just come with an issue and they want to get better. Right, right. So, right, the, the, I mean, the mind is so powerful. And that's what I tell people, too. It's like, well, if you get better, if you have some understanding about your problem, if it solves some issues for you, does it really matter where it comes from? Yeah, good point. Good point. You know, is your higher mind wanting to relieve this problem? Yes. And yeah. so your book, The Power of Past Life Regression, is just case study after case study after case study. Yes. All of the the amazing healings and the client stories, you know, what they went into in the past lifetimes. So um, I start off talking about this young man with the anxiety. And by the way, the way I've demonstrated it there was a hundred times smaller than what actually happened in the session. <laughs> well, okay. So you didn't run screaming. No, no, no. <laughs> you continued. <I> <laughs> it was the ultimate example of holding the space for the clients. <laughs> it really was. Right. It's like you have to, we have to stay out of judgment and just go, they're having a moment. <laughs> and don't panic and don't panic. And I teach, when I train therapists in these techniques, I say, look, when it first starts to happen in sessions, when your clients go into traumas in the past, it can be quite scary because, you know, we see a lot of tears. We see quite a lot of shaking. And occasionally we have clients who release the trauma in a big way as did that young man. It doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, you have to just hold the space and honor the fact the subconscious is letting this stuff out in this way, in such a big way, and it will get the client better. Um, I mean, maybe we should just mention, if I may, Christy, the the model of regression Mm -hmm. before maybe I talk about any sort of specific stories from my clients. The model of regression is that all of our problems as human beings are caused by locked-in feelings and emotions from past traumas. So what that means is that all of our problems have been caused by traumas in the past where the emotion or the energy gets locked in the subconscious. And what we're aiming to do in regression therapy is open the lid on the emotional pressure cooker and let the pressure out. When the pressure goes, there is space in the pressure cooker, and that space is freedom, that space is healing. So that's the model, which is a very simple model. Um, All of our problems are caused by traumas from the past, and so therefore release the trauma, the client gets better. It's very simple. Um, So a client comes with depression. Now, classically in depression, we're always taught that it's caused by um, a chemical imbalance in the brain for which there is no scientific evidence to support that at all. Um, It's just a way for people to sell antidepressants. And so uh, the real cause of depression is locked in anger. But underneath the anger is sadness, and this is why depression is characterized by melancholy. So to work in the depression, we go into the past lives where it often is. Uh, It could be from our ancestors' lives, by the way. I do also regress into ancestors' lives. And also in this life, of course, we all have traumas in this life. But we go into the past lives, uh, in this case, release the trauma, the client gets better. So I had a client, for example, who came... She had seven past lives causing the depression. Because as you know, it's not always just one or two. It can be multiple. 
and we got, went back. And in one of the past lives, she was, <clears throat> excuse me, a young woman who had a young boy, a child, and the child died, uh, just got sick and died. And she never came to terms with the child's death. So she locked all of those, the sadness and the anger that he died inside her, anger with God or the universe. She felt guilty because she hadn't managed to prevent him from dying. In another past life, she was a young, a, a female flower seller in Victorian London. Very poor selling flowers. Got She got very sick. Desperately, one day she went to see some sort of quack doctor down a, a side street in London who took her in and then raped her and murdered her. And again, there's anger and sadness about that. In another past life, um, she was a soldier in a battle and she was terrified on back on the back of a horse, all the fightings going on around him. So he ran away on the horse. And then uh, as he was being pursued, the horse slipped down a cliff and they fell down a cliff face and landed and he died. But as he was dying, he was realizing he felt guilty because he'd let his comrades down. So these are just three of the past lives. So again, <clears throat> my client didn't have any knowledge of past lives before she came, but her subconscious took her into these experiences. She released the emotions. She cried or shook. The depression was completely cured, completely cured. And I've seen her a few times over the years. She's completely well. Oh, yeah. gosh. So that is the true power of transformation and just releasing all of these stories from the past, we tend to hold on to them. And do you have any theories about why we hold on to these things, Steve? No, I'm not really a technician, Christy. I tend to say, like, this is the system. I know it works. It gets people better. And I don't tend to think, why does it work? Um, I've always been like that. I just know it works and it works. I mean, it appears that the subconscious is some sort of repository for emotions. Um, and I often say, look, when a trauma happens, if we can release it through crying enough or screaming enough or getting a stick and beating a pillow enough, then we'll perhaps we'll release the energy. But it's when this, this energy goes into the subconscious. And as human beings, we have to survive. So we have to get on with our lives and survive. So we, instead of fully working through a trauma when it happens, we tend to put it into our emotional backpack right. and carry on through life because we have to survive and get on. Right. Um, so that, I think, is, is a mistake that we make. And I, I think, actually, another theory I have is that one reason why men die earlier than women is because women tend to be more emotional and they're more open about releasing their emotions. Sure. And men lock them in. So my belief is that the more we men lock them in, if we don't release them, I think that takes a toll on our body. It causes stress in the body. And over time, I think that weakens us and, and die, we die earlier. Right. But that's and my I, theory. Yeah. And I believe that trauma and emotion, any type of negative emotion, gets stored in muscle memory and then can, over time, and this is what... Dolores found as well is that over time it starts to cause physical disease yes. and result in physical pain. Yes. Um, I also find that when there is very strong emotion at death, we don't have time to resolve it. 
Good, absolutely. I will actually say for me, most past life therapy, perhaps 60% is death trauma. Yeah. Most of it is releasing trauma from death. So it isn't fun. And, you know, I make no bones about it to my clients. This is not fun therapy, but it is incredibly effective. And as long as the client has the courage, because they're not going to die by reliving a death. I mean, that's not possible. It's just an energy from the past. Mm-hmm. But it's nearly always the death trauma. And as you say, we don't have time to release it. We die and then we're in spirit and it's too late then. Mm -hmm. And in some way we carry it with us from one life to another. Mm -hmm. And then to address the, the notion that, you know, what we're we're going to see can be traumatic. How do you address that with your clients? Um, It's, it's one that I just say, look, you know, this is, it takes a bit of courage and I know it sounds very scary, but this is just an energy from the past. That's all it really is. And it will not make you worse. Um, And I use a system I built, I created my own regression system. And one of the elements is that I ask the subconscious, is it okay for us to explore these traumas? And when the subconscious says yes, and it usually does, then we work, we can work back in the past. If the subconscious says, no, it's not okay, then we don't do the regression. Um, because the subconscious is the all-wise part of the client. It knows whether they can take it or not. Right. But I'm, I'm, the way I'm sort of sharing this, I'm quite dramatic, as you can tell, with the, 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 these stories, because I think it's, it's sort of fun uh, for people to listen to. Most of the regression sessions, we see a few tears. It's often just an energy being released, or the body may shake a little bit. It isn't that terrible. And I say to my client, you know, if... If you go through a death in a past life, you don't come round at the end of the session, open your eyes and find that your leg is propped up against the wall and there's blood spattered all against the wall or something from a battle in a past life. If it doesn't work like that. No. Um, so it really, I just have to reassure the client that this is perfectly safe. And I think also most of my clients are also very curious as well. There's a fascination with this. Yeah. Um, and so they, they say, okay, well, let's see what happens. And I think I also have to explain, of course, that when you're in trance, you still know what's happening. Yeah. You're just laying there with your eyes closed. As you know, you can still be thinking and analyzing. Um, yeah. It's not, like not being making anybody do anything that they would not normally do. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it is, is there, safe. Yeah, there's some misconceptions, I think, about hypnotherapy and hypnosis in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Such as the stage hypnosis. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't like stage hypnosis. Excuse me. Um, And certainly uh, I've heard of more than one person who has been damaged by stage hypnosis. And certainly there was a a lady in the UK some years ago who has family claimed she died as a result of stage hypnosis. Because these people are just sort of, you know, they don't understand. The ther- the, these are not therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know when you're working with 10 people on stage, their emotional state, their psychological state. Um, and so you can bring stuff through. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can actually damage people in that way. Mm-hmm. So stage hypnosis gives people the wrong impression. I mean, it's, un- it's again, it's difficult to damage somebody even with stage hypnosis. 
Uh, but what it does, it, the, the worst thing for me is it humiliates people. And that's the purpose of it, I believe. Yeah. My role is to help people to get better. And this idea of getting people up on stage and humiliating people, I think, is awful. Yeah, absolutely. That's not fun. So you you mentioned a bit ago about fascination. We are it's like people are always fascinated. Have I had a past life? Yes, you've had a past life. You've had many. Yes. But <laughs> there's this common conception that oh, well, if you've had a past life, you're going to just think you were Jesus or Cleopatra. Everybody everybody thinks that. So how do you address that? Well, I, <laughs> I have a bit of a strange experience with this because for, t- for my first 10 years as a therapist, whenever anybody claimed, if I read of somebody uh, that they claimed to be famous in a past life, I would just say that's their ego, you know, because I've had thousands of clients who have been ordinary people in past lives, peasants and farmers and soldiers and business people. But then one day, something strange happened. A lady called me, and she said, I wonder if you can help me. Um, something very odd has happened. She said, I work in an office, and there's a man in the office. who we, we get on very well. We've always got on very well. We're on the same level. We're not lovers or anything. Uh, but mentally, we're very close in a way. And she said, last week, he passed a file to me in the office, and has as our hands touched... I got like an electric shock and this immediate picture in my mind's eye of a woman with long hair, long ready sort of colored hair and this long dress. And I felt really frustrated, incredibly frustrated. And she said, I cannot get this picture out of my head and I cannot get this feeling of frustration out of my body. What is it? So I said, well, it could be vodka if you've drunk too much of that, but it could be, it could be a past life. Come and see me. I mean, I don't like to lead clients. I always say that, you know, it has to come from the client. But she came and we talked about it. I took her into trance and I asked her subconscious to take her to this image of this woman. And she went into a scene in a past life where she's in an old oak paneled room in an evening And she's marching up and down, waiting for somebody to come, feeling very frustrated. And she could feel herself strumming her fingers on a desk, agitated. Suddenly a man comes into the room dressed in all this very old old, uh, clothing. And they jump into each other's arms and they're hugging and kissing. They're in love. So... The man, of course, is the man in the office um, who touched her hand. So, okay, well, this is a fairly standard regression experience, really, but we'll move on a little bit. So I asked her to move on in her life. And she said, I'm in another scene. I'm sitting in a big room on, on a sort of a throne. There are hundreds of people looking at me. And one man curtsies to me or bows to me and says, Your Majesty. Oh, I thought we'd maybe got a minor royal here or something. To cut a long story short, we actually found out that she was Queen Elizabeth I, England's great queen from the 1500s. Now, that shocked her as much as it shocked me. So we finished the session, talked about it. I said, how would you feel if we do some more sessions? Let's see if this is real. So what then happened, Christy? We did a lot of sessions 
and she regressed back into this life as Queen Elizabeth, and she put um, flesh on the skeleton of what is known about Elizabeth's love affair with Robert Dudley, the Earl of Leicester. Mm. Now, it's known historically that they had a love affair. It's always been believed that, um, that she was the Virgin Queen, but she wasn't. Um, so... Mm. We found that out because in one of the sessions she remembered having sex with Robert Dudley. Then the extraordinary thing, in our final session, uh, she remembered giving birth to a child and this baby being smuggled out of the palace because nobody should know because she was the Virgin Queen. She was married to her country. And this baby being smuggled out of the palace and looked after by some courtiers or somebody and brought up. And she never saw this child again, this boy again. And she was heartbroken when, when this happened. But she knew she had to be strong for her country. Now, when this came through, Christy, I thought, oh, she's making all this up. Elizabeth didn't have a child. It's known that she didn't have a child. She's gone too far. This is pure imagination. But I did a little bit of research, and I was amazed to find that there are rumors of a young man being washed up, shipwrecked on the shores of Spain in the early 1600s, claiming to be Elizabeth and Robert Dudley's illegitimate child, who has always been looked after. And the Spanish court actually took him in and cared for him as a member of nobility. So how did she know that? This is just a this lady's a housewife from Middle England. She'd always been fascinated with Elizabeth, but didn't really research her. So that was quite extraordinary for me. And then absolutely what I, the, the universe is so strange, isn't it? I had another lady who came for therapy. She appeared to have been Queen Elizabeth's elder sister, Queen Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh, my gosh. And this lady, the incredibly detailed, specific historical information she came up with in the sessions, I had to verify in history books, and it was all there. She would never have known that in a million years. Again, she was a housewife. So the book, Famous Past Lives, is about, and I've had a client who was one of Jack, Jack the Ripper's prostitute victims, uh, ultimately, possibly even Shakespeare, possibly. Right. And so it's just so strange the way these people, one after another, came to me, um, and, and we explored their past lives. So I've written, the, 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 these are their stories in Famous Past Lives. And it's fascinating. It's amazing stuff. It is amazing, especially these things that you can verify. I know in, in my work, we'll get to a certain historical period, and there are things that we want to verify. Like I had one client who uh, had a lifetime as a, a chieftain in some Amazon tribe, and after he died, they ate his body at, as respect. And okay. I said, okay, well, I need to find out about that. I looked it up. Yeah, that was a common practice in some of these tribes. So it's, <laughs> right. so it's kind of interesting, you know, uh, to find out these historical tidbits just for way of validation. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? 
Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls, plus you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. You can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button, and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. I, I will actually say, for, in therapy, I'm not looking usually for details. I'm looking to release the trauma. Right. But occasionally clients do want some specific information, and we do go, we can go looking for it. Um, of course, the further back in history you go, the harder it is to verify. Mm-hmm. But um, at times they can come up with information which they can verify, and um, you know, it just proves that this stuff is real. Absolutely. And I... I- you know, and that can be part of the healing as well, just to get some more information. In some ways, and, and part of the healing sometimes is is about getting an understanding yeah. why they have the problem. So I'm talking a lot about trauma release, but one other way of healing uh, these things is that when the client gets an understanding of why the problem, why they have the problem, that often is the therapy. They may say, "That's so. That's why I've always had problems with my mother." Because in a past lifetime, I killed her or she killed me. So that makes sense. And that's the therapy. Um, so there is that understanding that we can bring from past life to this life. And uh, it makes a lot of sense. You know, the patterns that we carry forward is like we have to keep trying and trying and trying until we get kind of like Groundhog Day, that movie, right? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. We unfortunately, we have to keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And who wants to come back to this asylum? Ah, right? <laughs> Crazy times. But but we yeah. did, you know, so we better get it right this time so we don't have to yeah. do it again. Yeah. Um, right. This is, I mean, this work is just rich and rewarding. Absolutely rich and rewarding. Did you ever think that you would be doing it? Never. Crazy. Never. Uh, absolutely never. I mean, I, my uh, my ideal, I wanted to be an actor. And, um, you know, that was what I wanted to do, but then went into business and uh, I just sort of fell into this. But it, it, as you say, the, when a client, having, having had successful therapy, leaves my office or leaves the screen if I'm doing Skype sessions, Zoom sessions online, and they say, thank you so much, you've changed my life. And my little lip starts to quiver a little bit and I get a tear. But it's so it's beautiful. It's just so beautiful to to be able to help people to to become free. Right, absolutely. 
healing trauma, healing phobias, anxiety, relationship issues. And phobias are classic past lives. Again, I say about 60 to 70% of phobias are caused by past lives. And this is classic. Somebody who says, I've always had this phobia, um, no idea why I've always had it. The chances are it's from a past life. And of course, there are phobias for everything. Um, The common phobias like flying and heights and things down to the weirder phobias. So the client, the lady, um, there's a phobia for having peanut butter stuck in the roof of your mouth. What? Yeah. Um, The weirdest one I heard was a lady in England who her phobia was she was terrified of the holes in the center of donuts. Oh my, okay, okay, uh, okay, um, I have to know. They all have, they what all have that about? <laughs> She wasn't one of mine. Um, she wasn't one of mine. So, uh, no, she wasn't one of mine. But, I, you know, the standard phobias, the flying phobias, right. usually you're looking at um, past lives where they've died in, in flight or they've been shot down or something. I had a, a great client with a, her flying phobia, and she was an American, in, she went back in trance into the Vietnam War. And she was a, a, a male soldier in Vietnam who was twice shot down and narrowly avoided uh, being killed. And, of course, it wasn't just about being shot down. Um, it was also about surviving in the jungle, knowing that you could be killed at any moment before you could get back to uh, to your to base. Um, and she was speaking – she actually spoke with an American accent – uh, she was so in that life. Um, Interesting. So yeah, that was that was so so many phobias, um, spider phobia. Um, I mean, one of the strangest spider phobias I had was a lady who felt that because we sometimes apparently we can be reborn as an animal, not very often, but sometimes. And she had a, a past life as a baby squid. Uh, as one of four past lives that were causing her phobia, her spider phobia. And you think, what's that got to do with it? Well, yeah. she was a she was a young baby squid who she felt that there were so many babies in the nest, you could say, under the sea, that she was pushed out too quick before she was old enough. So she spent quite a bit of time in the in the hypnotherapy session terrified because everything was bigger than her as she was swimming around and everything wanted to eat her so most of the time in this in the trance session she was shaking then she started to relax because she found a sort of a small cave to hide in underneath the uh, under the sea so what she did she wriggled into this cave and things are trying to come at her from the outside and they couldn't get in. And she felt safe. And then all of a sudden, she suddenly realized she wasn't the only occupant of that cave. There was something else behind her and it was coming to eat her. So, <laughs> which sort of connects to being frightened of spiders a little bit, I think. Mm. Um, and it came and she lost a tentacle but managed to swim out. But actually what happened is, this is a curious thing, again, um, sort of a reframe the subconscious created, was that she became stronger because she hadn't died. And she realized that she could survive. 
So that was the sort of the healing. It wasn't just about releasing the trauma. It was about having the confidence to survive in this big sea. Um, So that was one of the the four past lives that she had. Um, Yeah, these phobias, I mean, we have phobias about things that could hurt us, right? So this is kind of a self-preservation mechanism. But, right, when we see that, um, you know, where that originated, we can let that go. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was just going to say, I mean, I always talk about, I like to talk about physical problems, physical illness. We touched upon it a few minutes ago. You were saying about Dolores Cannon. Of course, uh, I'm a passionate advocate for Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Um, Now, when I read that book 25 years ago, I thought, what a load of rubbish. Because I'd been brought up with this analytical left brain way of thinking. After 28 years as a therapist, I think Louise Hay has it. 99% 99% right, if not 100% right, about the emotional causes. So quite a lot of my work is working with clients with physical illness to heal the physical illness. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, this is usually mocked by mainstream medicine, who, which believes that the only way to get somebody better is to put a chemical inside of them mm-hmm. and forget about the emotional causes of illness. Um, so one of, again, a dramatic story, I I don't want to tell you boring stories because your watchers and listeners don't want to listen to boring stuff. Um, We have just as much value. (laughs) But they do, absolutely, yes, yeah. Um, so this lady who came to me with a back problem, and she'd had this back problem for a number of years, she couldn't shift it, she was putting weight on, she was depressed. She was in pain all the time. Uh, she'd even had surgery, and they couldn't find anything wrong with her back. They opened her up, nothing there, stitched her back up, and sent her home with painkillers. Now, this lady was a magistrate, so she was she was very left brain. And when her subconscious indicated that there were four past lives causing the problem, she raised an eyebrow in trance. But she allowed it to happen. She went into the first past life which was the big past life and in this she went back into the second world war as a young male nazi soldier and he was part of a german war team that were going around europe stealing art treasures and shipping them back to berlin and eventually she ended up on the eastern front in russia And she then, again, gave me some historically accurate information that she wouldn't have known about. And I can't remember the dates now, but it was something like it's April 1942, and we're 60 miles from Smlensk, a small town. Afterwards, I looked all this up, and and it was all totally correct. Um, They're 60 miles Sorry, we're at Smlensk, which is 60 miles from Moscow, I'm sorry. So she knew that this thing and she said but we're bogged down in the snow we've got supplies can't get you know we've got tanks and lorries and we're all stuck in the snow and the Russian terrified this young man was a terrified young soldier Mm. um and so in the chair while she would regress she was very tense and very breathing very quickly then what happened is that young man they then made the biggest mistake of his life because he heard that in a village, a captured village behind the German lines, 
that there was an icon in a church and it may be worth looking at to steal. So he thought he was safe. He jumped on a motorbike without an armed escort, drove maybe a mile or two to the village. And then, this is how my client, and again, I'm going to demonstrate this. This is 100% less than how she experienced it. So she was laid in the chair with her eyes closed, and she, I said, what's happening now? She said, I found the church. I've got off from the motorbike, and I'm going through the church. And she screamed. She leapt about a meter in the air. She landed back on the chair, and she was coughing and choking, <laughs> coughing and choking and crying. I hit the ceiling because I wasn't expecting it. And honestly, it was a hundred times bigger than that, Christy. And then she took about 10, 15 minutes to die. And basically what had happened is a Russian sniper had shot him. And guess where the bullet went? In her back. Exactly the same place. So we went back through the death a few times because you often have to do this in regression to fully release the energy. At the end of the session, she was understandably shocked but already the back felt a lot better. Um, we cleared the other three past lives in a, very quickly in another session or two. The back pain was completely cured as though it had never existed before, ever. Um, and this happens time after time after time with physical problems. I was working online with a client in Oslo uh, a few days ago, and she had back and neck problems. And that was all related, in her case, to her awful marriage and the problems she's had with the marriage in this lifetime. But she just held all of that trauma in her body, and it was coming out in that way. I've had people with asthma uh, who have died of being gassed in the First World War. Um, I had a lady who had a liver disease, very, very severe liver disease. She came to me with only six months to live. She'd been given six months to live. And we found there were two past lives causing the liver disease where she'd been stabbed in that area in both of the past lives. One, she was a Native American woman who died in a raiding party when uh, a brave came up behind her and stabbed her in the back in the liver area. In the second past life, she was in the Second World War as a young man who was bayoneted to death. Um, we also did a, we did a lot of healing work in, the, in, in our sessions. We even did hypnosurgery with no anesthetic. She actually went to the hospital and had a major surgery with no anesthetic. I just was there all the time with her in trance, keeping her in trance. And the surgery was a massive success. She'd had it twice before in a desperate attempt to help her, and it had failed both times. This time, it was ex the surgeon was just astonished. Astonished at the end of the the surgery, he just said, "I've never seen anything like it before." And so, this was basically hip, hip, hypnotic, yeah, hypnotic, hypnotic anesthesia, anesthesia. Yeah. Wow. using the mind to take the pain away. I've specialized in this for many years, using the mind to take the pain away. I mean, there's a, there's a Spanish surgeon called Dr. Escudero who does all of his surgery with no anesthetic. He doesn't realize he's using hypnosis, although he is. Um, but his patients are wide awake throughout the operations. And, and Christy, these are major operations. There was a BBC documentary on him 20 years ago where you see him 
operating on his sister to straighten her right leg. And they not only cut into the knee, they then start to drill into the knee and they have a hammer and chisel and they're hammering bone out of the knee. They then drill through the thigh and the calf to put steel pins through. She has had no anesthesia. Mm-hmm. She's just laid there talking about the weather, no pain. So going back to what we said at the start of this interview, the mind is so powerful and people don't realize it. So this lady, anyway, with the liver disease, she is now 24 years past her die-by date. Wow. So, you know, this is, this is and, and I'll say this is serious stuff. I do tend to come across as a little bit jokey and, and funny and a bit dramatic, but this is serious therapy. It changes you know, it's not mind. just about, in, in, every, in so many cases, in, in, in a massive way, yes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, and you can practice this online. You can do it over Zoom. Yes, I do. And, and Zoom sessions, they are going so well. Um, you know, I, I've had to sort of do more Zoom sessions because of the lockdown. Right. And I've, I'm surprised. I've, I've always done them, but I'm surprised at how well they are going and how much I'm enjoying them, actually. Right. Um, so, you know, I had a client in Australia a few days ago. Uh, and she's working with negative energy. She just seems to attract negative things all the time. Um, you know, bad relationships, things don't succeed for her. And we found again that there are four past lives in her case that are causing the problem. Right. So we're now working to release those past lives, which means that her inner energy will change. And we all know about the law of radiation and attraction. Of course, anybody who's read The Secret and seen the movie will know about this. Mm-hmm. But if there's this inner negative energy, it will attract negative things. Mm-hmm. So change the energy, positive things will happen to her. Right. So that's her therapy. Oh, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And you've got the two books out. One is The Famous Past Lives from 2011, yeah. and then The Power of Past Life Regression. Yeah, they're both and available on Amazon in all good bookshops, and I chose the cover myself. It's a beautiful cover. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I'm so pleased with the cover. Even if the book's rubbish, the cover's magnificent. <laughs> but I don't think it is. Getting lovely reviews for it and great feedback. Oh, well, I heard you on Jim Harold on the Jim oh, Harold Paranormal yes, podcast. And I said, well, in fact, I didn't even finish listening to the episode when I contacted you. <laughs> I said, yes. okay, I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. We're kind of in the same business, although you are like far, 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 you know, you're like level 55. So, um, so if somebody wanted to contact you, what's your website? Um, my website is lionheart training.com. That's Lionheart, as in Richard the Lionheart, lionheart-training.com. I have a WordPress site, which has got blogs and podcasts on, uh, and this is a little bit more complicated, hypnoblogpod, hypnoblogpod.wordpress.com. Hypnoblogpod. I love WordPress. it. Yeah, com. I have a, uh, a Facebook page, The Power of Past Life Regression, oh, which is for people who are interested in past lives to come and look at some of the stories and share stories. I love to hear people sharing their past life stories. 
And also my way of giving back to the world is the, the free YouTube channel, which is Hypno For All. That's the number for Hypno For All. And those are free hypnotherapy recordings for anybody to enjoy. And uh, it's just for people to, I just want to get people, uh, I want to make hypnotherapy a normal thing. And the more people experience hypnotherapy, even if it's just online or with a recording, then that's good for all of us. So Hypno for All is my way to give back to the world. I love it. I love it. And you teach classes on hypnotherapy? Yes, I have my own hypnotherapy training school in the UK and in Norway. Um, and uh, I have no idea now when the next courses will be because of the, uh, you know, the situation okay. in the world. Uh, but I've been training therapists for a number of years. And I include regression training as part of the training. Because most training schools don't train with it. They, they, they have it as an add-on. Well, for me, it's core therapy. And I do believe it's the most powerful therapy of all. Um, and I use EFT. I use all of the, lots of other therapies. But for me, regression therapy is the number one. Right. Um, and the most exciting and the most fascinating. It is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Do Even you... clients who come who don't who don't believe in past lives. I mean, I had one gentleman who came and he, he'd come to me because his partner, she was a, she was an alcoholic for 16 years. She was an, a functioning alcoholic. So that meant she worked every day. She got home from work within an hour. She was drinking by nine o'clock every night. She was drunk. It was a bottle, three quarters of a bottle of alcohol, uh, spirits, brandy every night. She was overweight. She looked terrible. She'd had no life. And she was forced to come to me by one of her friends. One of her friends said, why do you go and see this, this Burgess chap? And so this lady said, he won't be able to help me, this bearded idiot. I don't believe in hypnosis. And she came to me to prove to her friend that Burgess couldn't help her. Okay, she sat in front of me, massively skeptical, all the body language clammed up. Um, and I took her into trance. She went into a past life. She has never drunk a drop of alcohol from that day to now. It just went. Okay, we did other past lives. She was in the First World War. She died on the battlefields of the of the Somme. Uh, she was uh, she died in Roman times in an amphitheater as a Christian, being torn to pieces by uh, lions. So, her partner. This is a few years later. Was a very high level lawyer in London, the barrister, and. She, he was an alcoholic, a functioning alcoholic. She'd drawn him to, he, she'd drawn him towards her. And she said, you've got to go and see this Burgess chap. Oh, hypnotherapy nonsense. She said, go and see him. And she explained her story. So he sat in front of me, Christy, and he said, okay, she's explained all about this past life. Don't even talk to me about past lives. I am a Roman Catholic. I've been brought up a Roman Catholic and um, all that past life stuff, I don't believe in. I said, well, do, don't worry about it. We we'll go where your subconscious needs us to go. Simple as. Your subconscious knows best. Um, guess where he went? He went into a past life. <laughs> His subconscious said, there's a past life we've got to work on. And he was amazed. I could see the look on his face when his subconscious indicated. I use a finger signal in my vice. 
uh, we call it the emotor response. And he said, there's a past life we have to work on. And I could see him trying to stop this finger from moving upwards, and he couldn't. He went into a past life in the French Revolution, where he was a French aristocrat who lost the love of his life. Now, she didn't die. She actually sailed away in order to get away from the mayhem of the revolution. But he never got over that. And he brought that yearning uh, for this woman into this lifetime. And his way of anesthetizing that emotional pain was through alcohol. Because all addictions are just a way of anesthetizing emotional pain. So we, we released the past life. And he came out of trance, and he, he didn't—he really didn't know where to put himself. Um, now I said, "Well, okay, it may just have been a metaphor, you know. Believe it's just a metaphor, because he had his own belief system, and that's not for me to overturn. Um, it could just be a metaphor created by your subconscious. Um, but again, you know, it doesn't matter if the client doesn't believe in it; it still helps them to get better. It still works because it is—it's a story that." we can learn from it's just it's an allegory it's a metaphor very often there is that yeah yeah right well it's just fascinating the depth that we can get to with this and i just i've been just trying to speed read your books and they are just so fascinating all of the different case studies and all the different scenarios that can work so um steve burgess author of um power of past life regression and famous fast past lives just fascinating work and i'll put your your uh, Facebook, your YouTube, your the, um, the websites on the in the show notes and everything, so Thank people you. can find you and yeah. experience it for themselves. And of course, you're practicing in York right now. Yeah, just outside York in England. Um, okay. But um, as I say, it's all around the world now, which is wonderful. Absolutely, wonderful. you can work with people in anywhere halfway around the world. Yeah, very much so. And it is safe to do so. I always say, look, I'm experienced. I do take safe, make safeguards, make sure it's safe to do that. Absolutely. Uh, people yeah. sometimes worry if I'm not in the room. No, it's okay to do it. No, it's okay. No, you can see them. You can monitor their breathing, monitor their face, give yes. them suggestions. Absolutely. Yes. No, it is yeah. perfectly safe. I do online as well with introspective hypnosis, which is a second form that I know and practice. So no, it is it is perfectly safe to do so. And just just as effective mm -hmm. very much so just i'm surprised effective. i always said for years I, I didn't want to do online work i love it i'm absolutely loving it now it's just fantastic and it's great meeting people from around the world absolutely uh, because we all have different viewpoints different perspectives and uh, different cultures that we come from so uh, yeah so it, it works so well i'm so pleased to be doing it online it's fantastic that is fantastic Great. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I would love to have you back on, like in the in the future, if you would want love to, to come back. back. We could we could talk about um alien abduction regressions. Yes, uh, we haven't even gotten to that. We could talk about regression onto other planets. Oh my um my new book, which I'm aiming to get a publisher for right now is called the adventures of a hypnotherapist and that's also a lot of the unusual stories that i've experienced over the 28 years so uh yeah i've got lots of stories oh, um, so I, just, much. I love to share them i love to share oh, them. anything we can do to get hypnotherapy more well known is an important play an important thing 
It is a date. Okay, we'll be in touch to set a date for a future episode uh, together. I think that would be so much fun. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot from you. And uh, I just encourage everybody to explore past lives and regression therapy. It is powerful. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much, Christy. It's been an honor being with you. Thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.